0: This is Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path. I'm Molly Dyer. The date of today's episode is December 29th, 2021. The last episode of the year for Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path. Wherever you're listening, wherever in the world you are, I hope this finds you in a place where your needs are met. You're fed with plenty to eat. You're warm or cool, depending on where you are. And I hope you can look back on your year, 2021, and find the good in it. I have to tell you, it's been a rough year for most of us, for one reason or another, global pandemic notwithstanding. But if someone forced me to find the good things that happened this year, I could do it. And it wouldn't be that difficult. And I'd be lying if I said that this podcast, Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path, hasn't been one of the highest points of my life for this last year. The last two years, in fact. The topic of today's episode, the last episode of the year for 2021, is sort of a non-topic. It's a retrospective of the last year. 2021 started out right after my bout with COVID, My husband and I contracted COVID and were diagnosed on November 4th, 2020. And the long-term effects have been no fucking joke. We're still experiencing our long-term effects, which include constant exhaustion, which feels like chronic fatigue, if you ask me, along with the very unfair side effect of insomnia, which isn't exactly what I would call not ironic. But we lived through it without having to be hospitalized or put on a ventilator. The most important part of that statement is that we lived through it, period. We were more fortunate than so many others who didn't. This year, we started out by talking about Hill Folks Hoodoo, many different methods of scrying and container spells or jar spell work. Both the Hill Folks Hoodoo Way and the African Conjure Method in January. My Pagan Singers and Songwriters series, beginning in February, featured some of my favorite pagan artists and friends like Daniel Katsuk, Linda Millard, and Ginger Doss, and a super interesting two part episode with one of my favorite creatures on the whole damn planet, S.J. Tucker. We then celebrated the one-year anniversary of Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path on March 11th. My husband and I bought a house in March, which forced me to hastily cobble together some episodes on spirit boards. You might also know them as Ouija boards, as well as an episode on cleansing a new dwelling space that you've already moved into, because that's what I was going through at the time. We celebrated Ostara together, You got to hear me chasing around my two tiny pit bull puppies in another episode, which wasn't my intention at the time, but it was necessary if I was going to produce an episode that week. We discussed the very serious issue of religious discrimination for pagans with my dear, dear friend, Maven Ellerfive. And she told her story of firsthand religious discrimination for being a pagan and practicing witch. In April, we talked about books of shadows, or grimoires, and how to start them, how to maintain them, and I told you I was about to begin a very large undertaking of hand-binding a giant book for my new grimoire, and that includes rewriting the entire grimoire by hand. The grimoire I'm using right now, that I've used for years, has a blown-out spine from having had extra book signatures crammed into it so I have room for more written content and a bunch of the pages have things glued to them or taped down on them. It has served me very, very well, but, I mean, I'll admit it, kind of a hot mess at this point, and I'm afraid it's sort of holding on by a thread right now. I started this particular grimoire more towards the beginning of my path, not at the beginning, but more towards the beginning. So, it's time. So I'm very excited and a little daunted by this large new grimoire I'm about to start hand binding. And I told you I'd allow you to follow along and I'd update you on the progress as it happened. And I sort of figured I'd be done by now. Or I'd at least have started it by now. But I haven't. I do have some of the supplies needed for the book binding, but I need to actually sit down and write out a plan for this new grimoire so I can actually begin the undertaking. Am I overwhelmed by this? Yes, I am. Does that have anything to do with my procrastination, though? Probably so. In April, we celebrated Beltane together. In May, I posted my first, and not my last, rant. And this first time, it was about gatekeeping and witchcraft. I got my very first hate mail after that episode. But that just means I'm not nobody anymore, right? I mean, isn't that the way that saying goes? You're nobody until somebody sends you hate mail? Or Wait, you're nobody until somebody loves you. Shit, is that it? You're nobody until a cat turns its back on you. I don't know. I just know I got a shitty email after that episode. So I knew I was doing something right because it struck a nerve with the exact demographic I was ranting about. So whatever that mail meant, it meant I was doing it right. And it was my first rant, but not my last rant. Also in May, we spoke to the ADF's archdruid and published author, John Pagano, about the path of Druidry. I admittedly knew nothing at all about Druidry at the time. And it was a wonderful interview. I recommend listening to Season 2, Episode 19, if you're curious at all about Druidry. And you can find Jean Pagano's books on Amazon as well. May also saw my Pagan Death and Dying series, beginning with another one of my new favorite people on the whole planet, Mortellus. Mortellus and I were introduced by the beautiful Amy Blackthorne, whom I'll speak about in just a moment. When I asked Amy about pagan death rites, and she, without hesitation, said, "Mortellus." My initial Mortellus interview was one of the most eye-opening, revelatory conversations I've probably ever had. Concerning spirit, concerning death, concerning burial and body disposal, and just sort of concerning life. Mortellus blew my mind wide open about 20 times in that initial conversation, and I'm proud to say that they are someone I consider an actual friend now, after that initial introduction and conversation. We talked about their first book, Do I Have to Wear Black? Rituals, Customs, and Funerary Etiquette for Modern Pagans. Mortellus is currently working on their second book, so there will be more future conversations as well. The month of June saw five episodes. In June, I spoke with Kobe Michael, the author of the now very recently released The Poison Path Herbal, and also a fellow practitioner of The Poison Path, which was a very interesting, enlightening conversation. His book is now widely available if you're at all interested in exploring The Poisoner's Path. Also in June, I talked to my friend Maven Eller5 again, And she led us in a guided meditation for those of us who are meditationally challenged. Those of us who find it impossible to lose ourselves in our own minds because maybe you didn't put away all the dishes yet or mail that check you needed to mail earlier or, oh my God, did I buy Old Bay at the store or did I forget it? And now I understand that I'm neurodivergent. And it's my ADHD keeping me from being able to meditate successfully. And it's nothing I'm doing wrong myself. Maven helped out with an absolutely beautiful guided meditation, something she is so gifted at doing, in Season 2, Episode 23. In June, we also celebrated Letha together. And then a little later in June, one of my most requested episodes, Kitchen Witchcraft. And at the end of June, the inimitable Thumper Forge joined me to talk about Discordianism, something that I, again, admittedly knew almost nothing about at all prior to our discussion. He talked to us about the Principia Discordia, the holy book of Discordianism, and I have to say, that was one of the funniest interviews in the short history of witchcraft off the beaten path so far. It was a hoot. It was a nanny. Go back and listen if you haven't yet, season two, episode 26, or listen to it again if you've forgotten just what a fun conversation that was. In July, I did a two-part conversation on Hellenic paganism with my friend Megan Dobson. She was staying in our house with her spawn for a couple of weeks, so there are portions of those interviews that make us sound punchy and ridiculous, and I can confirm that we were, in fact, both punchy, and ridiculous. And the somewhat dry topic of Hellenic paganism became a lot more fun and somewhat goofy while still being pretty damned informative. July also saw an episode about pendulum dowsing, possibly my favorite form of divination, as well as an entire episode about no. I was joined by my friend Rowan Badger on her workshop called The Power of No. I highly recommend it if being able to say no has ever been a thorn in your side at any point in your life. On August the 4th, I was joined again by my sweet, wonderful friend, witch, best-selling and award-winning author, and botanical magic practitioner, Amy Blackthorne. We explored another one of her talents, and she walked me through my birth chart which opened my eyes about a lot of things, astrologically speaking. It was mind-blowing. And I learned from Amy not to fear retrogrades, as well as many other new astrological lessons. That was one of my favorite interviews to date. And then the wheels just fell off. My laptop shit the bed, along with all of my recording and podcast software. Then I spent the rest of August in... Anguish with an infected wisdom tooth and had to have three of my four wisdom teeth surgically removed, which was fun. F-U-N. I recommend it if you've never tried it before. Hashtag sarcasm. I wasn't able to post any new episodes for the rest of August and I felt terrible about it. I had to cancel interviews as a matter of fact, two of which I still haven't been able to successfully reschedule. But I'm working on it. September saw the return of Molly Dyer with I'm Back, Bitches, with my guest Maven Eller5 and a brand new song from S.J. Tucker, Outlast, which Suj gave me the honor of debuting on that episode. The prolific author and paranormal researcher Michelle Belanger was my guest in the next episode in September. And what a fun interview that was. It was a long overdue final part of my pagan death and dying series. I cannot wait to speak to Michelle again sometime very soon. In September, we also talked about witchcraft on the cheap and ways to further your practice without having to take out a loan or pawn your firstborn child, borrow against your own soul, just to practice witchcraft. I got lots of great feedback from that episode as well as tons of other tips and tricks for keeping your practice moving along without having to take a hammer to your kid's piggy bank for the love of shit. Don't ever feel like you have to break the bank to practice witchcraft because you don't. October, the spoopiest month of the year, saw episodes like Past Lives Confessional in which I opened up for the very first time publicly about the knowledge and memories of my own past lives it was something that made me feel more naked and vulnerable than I ever had before on this podcast and I encouraged you to tell me about your own past life memories and you did and they were heart-wrenching and moving and so very interesting and then I spoke to Mortellus again And it was another eye-opening, mind-blowing conversation. And it was no less wonderful than the first time I spoke to them. We spoke about their new upcoming book, as well as ghost talk, or more appropriately, Eidolon talk. And we talked a lot about imposter syndrome, and extra kidneys, luscious lady titties, accessory nipples... But stuff, and several other subjects that had absolutely nothing at all to do with our episode topic, but a great time was had by all again. The Halloween episode, called A Brief, Somewhat Sketchy History of American Halloween, was exactly that, brief and somewhat sketchy, and all about Halloween here in the USA, not Samhain, but the mostly secular, trick-or-treating children's holiday of Halloween, The Samhain episode, Astrological Samhain, was at the beginning of November and was exactly what it sounded like. November also saw my Witchcraft on TikTok episode about Witch Talk. Some of my favorite Witch Talk accounts on TikTok as well as some big giant waving red flag accounts to watch out for and avoid like the Omicron variant of COVID. I didn't name those accounts, but I gave you enough of a heads up that when you hear it, you can swipe up. Also in November, I talked about witchcraft from the broom closet and that, yes, I, Molly Dyer, am, in fact, still mostly in the broom closet. Even with this podcast, that's pretty loud. And that's okay. And if you are in the broom closet as well, it's also okay. It's your practice and you will do what you need to do in your own time. Even if that means nailing that closet door shut and never, ever coming out of it. That's your prerogative and you're right. And I'll support your closeted witchcraft 100% because it makes you no less of a witch to practice your craft behind a closet door. And in December, at the very beginning of this month, I had some very hard choices to make concerning witchcraft off the beaten path. Due to some health and wellness things that I was experiencing and am still experiencing, I had to make the decision to pull back a little bit and publish only every other week instead of every week. It was a decision I did not make lightly and a decision I didn't want to make. But my mental health and my physical health needed to come first. I'd recently gone through a nasty bout of strep, which had turned into some pretty gnarly bronchitis, which I still have. Don't know if you can hear it in my voice. I'm still fighting it. And although I'm much better than I was, I'm still fighting this fucking cough, I'm still a phlegm factory, yum, and I can't stop sneezing. I can't breathe through my nose and have devolved into a mouth breather most of the time, but I'm better. I'm fucking tired, but I'm better. The worst long-term effect of COVID that I was speaking about at the beginning of this episode is the fact that my husband and I are both constantly exhausted. Our immune systems are damaged from COVID. So we have a really hard time getting over any sort of illness, specifically if it's a respiratory illness. If you'll allow me to bitch and moan for a moment. In the last six weeks, I've had to start using a CGM, which is a continuous glucose monitor, because I'm diabetic. It's one of those things that you have to sort of inject onto your body that has a catheter that sits under your skin, you know, subcutaneously to constantly monitor your blood sugar. It's called a Dexcom in case you are curious or maybe you know what that is. I've also had to uh, start using an insulin pump, which is a brand new thing for me. It's something that also lives on my body and sort of inside my body 24 hours a day. And like a CGM, it also has a small catheter that sits under my skin and administers insulin to my body on a near constant basis to keep my blood glucose levels steady. It's kind of like a baby, like an infant. Sort of needs constant attention and changing and also feeding. It has disposable parts that need changing out every three days and I'm constantly having to load insulin into it from a vial with a hypodermic needle into its little reservoir so it can Continue successfully delivering insulin into my body to, you know, keep me alive. So I don't die or anything. No big deal Also in this six-week period I had to have a hardcore antibiotic administered for a bladder infection that just wouldn't go away via a temporary PICC line over the course of seven days a PICC line if you're unfamiliar is basically a port not really a shunt but similar in which an intravenous line or IV is inserted into my upper arm with a line that goes all the way into my chest cavity near my heart so that the antibiotic was delivered directly into my chest cavity. And it worked. Well, the second antibiotic they gave me worked. The first antibiotic they gave me directly into my chest cavity nearly killed me. I went into anaphylactic shock. Fortunately, I went into anaphylactic shock in the infusion clinic where they, thankfully, administered the first dose of that antibiotic just as a safety measure on the off chance that I would have some sort of negative reaction, which I did. Thankfully, also, they had a direct line to my chest cavity to give me Benadryl, so it went to work really quickly. But not before I spiked a 104-degree fever barfed everywhere, and then went into violent convulsions. (laughs) That was fun. (laughs) I'm treating that as a learning experience because I learned an antibiotic that I will run away from if it's ever suggested again. And yes, my doctors have all been updated and my records are current. Then the holidays happened. You know, the holidays. Thanksgiving was lovely, but stressful like it is. But I made the best goddamn turkey I've ever eaten in my life. Spatchcocking, y'all, that's where it's at for turkeys. The solstice, sol invictus, saturnalia, xmas, yule, giftmas holiday was also really nice, but also stressful for tons of reasons. But again, nice. And it's over now, which is also nice. And this roller coaster of a year is almost over as well which is nice. In the last year, Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path was downloaded more than 100,000 times for a total of 210,000 downloads as of right now in 113 countries and territories around the world. According to Spotify, 46% of you listen to this podcast on Spotify. 37% of you listen on Apple Podcasts. And 16% of you listen on Google Podcasts or other platforms. 77% of you identify as female. 16% of you identify as male. 4% of you said none of your fucking business about your gender identity. Go you. And 3% of you identify as non-binary. 1% of you are under the age of 17. 11% of you are between the ages of 18 and 22. 19% of you are between the ages of 23 and 27. The largest number of you, 30%, are between the ages of 20 and 34. 24% of you are between the ages of 35 and 44. 12% of you are in the same age bracket as me, 45 through 59. And 3% of you are 60 years old or above. And finally, 48% of you listen to Witchcraft off the beaten path on your iPhone. 24% of you listen on your Android. And 28% of you listen on a laptop, a PC, or some other device. And I don't really know what those other devices would be. Any ideas? In a lot of ways, it's been a, a rough year. It's had its high points. That's for certain. And I definitely learned a shit ton this year. I learned good stuff and not so great stuff, but I learned. I hope you learned this year as well. I hope I had a small part in something that you learned this year. I hope that your path, your witchcraft practice, is somehow richer from something that maybe you heard on this podcast. And I'm so grateful for every single one of you for listening. And for those of you who reached out to ask me a question, Or just took the time to tell me you're listening and you've liked what you heard. That means so much to me, more than maybe you'll ever know. Also, let me remind you all that I suck at responding to messages and emails most of the time. So I apologize profusely for that. Sometimes I'm crafting my response the second the message came in. But most times I'm like, fuck, that message came in five weeks ago and then... I'm trying to figure out how I missed it. I'm working on it, though, I promise. This December 31st, this Friday evening on New Year's Eve, when I'm gathered with some vaccinated and boosted friends over glasses of champagne and finger foods, I'd say hors d'oeuvres, but man, just let's face it, it's going to be pizza rolls and bagel bites because we ain't bougie like that. I will be thinking about all of you and hoping that the best of your lives is yet to come in 2022. That's what's going to be on my mind, you. And here's what I want for 2022. I want to hear from you. I want to know what you want to hear about in 2022. Is there an author you want to hear be interviewed? Is there a topic you want me to cover or recover, maybe in a different light? What path do you want to learn more about or hear me talk about? I have some upcoming interviews that are pretty exciting, but I want to know what you want to hear about. Drop me a line. Message me on the Facebook page for Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path. Email me at podcast.mollydyer at gmail.com or leave me a voice message on the anchor page for this podcast. Tell me whether or not you want me to use your name and tell me what name to use. And if you leave a voice message, let me know how to reach you, either on Facebook or via email. I might need to ask you some questions about how best to bring you the information you requested. Be safe this New Year's Eve. If you imbibe, do so responsibly, please. I want you around to listen in 2022. And do me a huge favor, Just don't make New Year's resolutions. They're usually a surefire way to experience a burning sense of failure if you can't manage to keep them and no one ever manages to keep them. And please don't utter the words, New Year, New Me, if you're serious about the quality of your self-esteem. Honestly, no good ever came from the New Year, New You ideology or statement for more than about two weeks until it loses its glimmer. Just live your life in 2022. Be the best you that you can be. When you learn better, then do better. Apologize for your wrongdoings and shortcomings. Own them and then move on after learning from them. Change the behavior you're having to apologize for. Be kind to people because as you've undoubtedly heard before, everybody is going through something. Everybody's fighting some battle, so be kind. But don't take anybody's shit. Stand up for yourself and stand up for what's right. Speak your truth, even if it makes your voice shake. And fuck Trump. Not literally, please. Happy New Year to one and all. May 2022 be a prosperous and joyful year for all of us. May everyone listening have their needs met in 2022. May we all have enough to share with those who might not have been given enough. May we see the end of this pandemic and the cure for COVID and all of its variants. May we see the end of the U.S. GOP in a quick, peaceful manner. May the governing administration in Texas be unseated and replaced with compassionate legislators and politicians who will allow women to maintain bodily autonomy And may Ted Cruz never, ever not be plagued by festering, pus-oozing boils on his misogynistic, cowardly ass. Blessed be. There's a brand new episode every other week or so. And as always, if you have questions or comments about this or any other episode of this podcast, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Like and follow me on those social media platforms. And if you liked this episode, make sure to follow me and tell a friend. Wash your hands. Wear your goddamn motherfucking mask. Get vaccinated if you're able to do so and get your booster as soon as you can. And take precautions anyway, even if you're fully vaxxed and boosted. Omicron is a nefarious bitch, as will be the future variants until we can eradicate this scourge of a pandemic. May you never hunger and may you never thirst. As above, so below. I'm Molly Dyer. This is Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path. Happy New Year and thank you for listening in 2021.